Hello everyone, welcome to the Coaching Call Podcast with Amy Griffith. I am your host, Amy Griffith, and today we are diving into all things about how to discover your life's work slash purpose. And I'm pumped. I'm going to do a little bit of like a story time-ish with multiple different stories kind of training for this coaching call. And because I really want to come from the place of my personal experience, what my work life has kind of looked like throughout my life, my days, so that I can walk you guys through my tips from my own personal experience. And you know, my goal with this is to really help guide you in the direction of finding your own work, career, business, purpose, etc. I think it is so exciting to really know and feel rooted in your life's work. And I love to call it life's work instead of like job, career, even business. I'm like, it's your life's work. You know, we come into this earth, I don't know. I've just been getting into the big, like the bigger picture of things in life, right? And it's like, you come into this life, you live your childhood, you do what you do. This is where you're learning, you're a sponge, you're absorbing, and you're kind of being molded into the adult you. And then you go out and like, that is one of the main things is like, your work, the work that you do, what you spend the rest of your life doing. And I just want to say as well, okay, we are taught like old school, more traditional style. It's obviously changing now, but we are taught so early on in school. I don't know if they are still teaching this, that we should switch it up a little bit. We're taught to choose one career path, right? It's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? So I don't know. I have 17 different things. Like, what do you mean? It's like, you're expected to say one answer, one job, one career for the rest of your life. And if I'm going to be really honest with you, I don't know that many people in one career who are absolutely thriving and obsessed with their life and like jumping out of bed in the morning, ready for the day, like so excited and new and fresh. It's like, Some people, yes, some people, a very small percentage of people have that one career, one path. They're like, this is my life's work. I'm obsessed with it. I will do this for the rest of my life. I I eat, sleep, breathe, love it. All right. But the majority of people aren't like that and don't have that. And we are multi-passionate. We have multiple, you know, personalities. We have multiple interests and passions. And I really do think to live a really fulfilled life you should feel encouraged to go and pursue those types of passions and step into those hobbies and try on new things and welcome in being a beginner often. I think that's healthy. And I think when you stop doing that and you stop being new at something, you stop being a student, right? You go into your adult life and you're 30 or 40 and you go and start a new business or you go into painting class for the first time because you just realized you actually love painting you want to be a painter and you are just as an example you want to be a chef and it's like i wanted to get into this but we're also scared of being beginners it's like you feel so let down you feel like you fail you feel like failure is bad where in reality in my mind failure is such a privilege failure is something you should get obsessed with and excited about because when you're failing it means you are growing it means you are in action it means you are pursuing things you're doing life you're taking on new things and allowing yourself to be a beginner be brand new at something and suck at it and embrace the suck 
okay? I just think that's so powerful. And I think when you can get into that place, like, oh, life just becomes an adventure, you know? So yeah, that's our goal today. So let's get into it. No real life update because not too much is happening that I feel like announcing. (laughs) I'm in my upstairs office. I'm in my track suit. I'm having my greens drink. A little bit light in the day. It's a Sunday right now. And it has been a really productive Sunday, actually. A super fun one. Uh, This is being posted February 8th. Yeah, we're going into February, the month of love, all the things. But I'm currently recording this end of January. And I'm just proud of how this year has started off. I feel proud. I feel excited. I feel like I've really been stepping into manifesting a lot of abundance and a lot of things and like not things like stuff but like just things are happening I don't I don't know but nothing's like yeah there's nothing I can put into words to give to you right now so we'll leave a life update for another time okay let's get into this you guys number one I have like some numbered notes uh three of them but like uh, you know this is gonna go on for a while so they're gonna be long okay (sighs) number one thing to know all right, we're in the stage of our life. We're like, okay, let me find my life's purpose. What am I meant to do? What am I going to love? How do I know what I love to do? First things first, it is never an overnight discovery. It is usually going to take you many years, even decades. Okay, years and even decades. And I want that thought, if this is something you've been like stressed about or like wondering about, I want that to just like, (sighs) all right, I don't need to figure it out today. I don't need to find my dream job or my dream business or dream anything today. I'm allowed to take my time. And I really think the more of life you experience and things you do and try and learn and allowing yourself to really experience a lot of things is going to push you in the right direction of finding your thing, that thing that you love, your life's work and that purpose when you are trying on a whole bunch of things because then you're going to be like, oh, I like this. Oh, I hate this. You'll get that feeling. And I think it's, you know, so important for you to know what you love. You got to know what you hate. You got to know what you don't actually like. So it can move you in the direction of what you love. And we'll get into all of this. Okay. But my point with this number one, before I get into my little stories is to be in it for the long haul. Don't stress yourself out. And I think with society too, it's like, okay, you're 18 or you're 20 or you're 30, whatever. But like these young ages and it's like, you have to know what you want to do and you have to find it and you have to go to school for it and then you have to do it. Like that's just what you do. And I just don't think that needs to be the case. I think you can take your time. I think you can do a job for 10 years and then switch it up. I think you can do multiple things on the side of what your job is to find out what you love. Like... I think that's healthy. I think that's the best thing you can do so you don't get stuck in something for the rest of your life because society says you should and you're miserable, okay? So let's just like, we don't need misery. We're not interested. We're not going there. That's not what it's about. That's not the energy, okay? So I wanna share a little bit of like my work-life history and what that looked like just so you can kind of like step into my shoes for a second, okay? So my first ever job. So I started working, I think I was 14, 15. 
um yeah I think it was like 14 I actually started cleaning my parents houses on the weekend so I would do like a whole house deep clean and that's how I would get like an allowance right you get a little a little bonus check a little allowance so you can go shopping or buy some food whatever and I actually love this I was like heck yeah I mean I live in these houses too so first of all my house is clean it, I have my dad's house and my mom's house they were divorced and I was like clean in both I think it was mostly cleaning my dad's house I was like great I'm living here half the time I like a clean house and I'm getting paid in order for this house to be clean love that for me so that was the first thing where I really realized okay I need to do something <laughs> I need to get off my butt and do something so I can make money great and then my first real job where I actually got hired was at Canadian Tire so I'm from Canada <laughs> if you guys don't know this is a very Canadian company it's literally like car tires like Canadian Tire so it's like there's sports equipment, there's hunting equipment, there are car things, like not Amy vibe in the slightest. I was working in the sports section and the guns section. There wasn't actually guns. We don't do guns in Canada, but hunting guns and bullets is what I was selling to people. And I'm like 14, 15 years old, no clue what's going on. I'm so confused. I'm just, it was just like a job. I lasted, I think, three months and I only worked on weekends. I despised it, but this taught me like, okay, you go, you get trained and then, you know, you have your boss and then you get to go on a lunch break. And I went to a really like sketchy, dingy upstairs room of this building and like, you know, you wear your employee outfit. Like, oh, I didn't like it, but you got to make money. So that was my first experience of working a job while I was in school, in high school. I think that's high school. Yeah. And then I started working at Starbucks in my small town. It was the only Starbucks coffee in the little city, little tiny city in Alberta. It's the only one, okay? I stayed there for years. I stayed there until I ended up moving to Vancouver, where I worked at a different Starbucks, which was horrible. But this first Starbucks was such a blast. I made so many best friends there. I was working there with girls who I danced with because I was a competitive dancer, so... It was like this thing that all the girls who went to our um, dance studio or dance company like also worked in Starbucks. Like that's just like where the dancers worked and girls I went to school with and I just like had an actual blast. I would get up at five in the morning to do a 5.30 shift and work for five hours before going to school. I'll explain how I did that in a second as well. But honestly, I loved it. I didn't love the work. It was very tedious and like you're just making coffee for hours a day. But I liked who I worked with, and that's where I kind of got into the vibe of sticking with a place and having a place to go to work that I actually enjoyed. And then I was also a dance teacher while I was in high school. So I was teaching little kids and like teaching, you know, all different genres. And this I really started to like because it was more of a big girl job, right? It's like you're getting paid a little bit more. You have, you know, not that Starbucks wasn't real responsibility, but it was like I had to think, like I had to make uh choreograph dances and like create stretches and create games and create all these things and walk people through like I'm teaching that one I really really enjoyed teaching dance and like take kids to competition while I was dancing and I felt like I had a role you know I felt like a role model I felt like and it was my passion right dance was huge for me so that was fantastic and I like I said I moved to Vancouver I was 18 when I moved was I yes and I did Starbucks again like as soon as I got to Vancouver and I started to go to university there 
I was, I never didn't have a job. Like if I was ever in school without a job, I felt slack. I felt bad. I was like, what am I doing? So first thing I did is go and apply at every place. I didn't have super high standards because I also had a very part-time schedule, but I was like, I know Starbucks, this is good. Anyway, I went to the Starbucks on like Granville Street. It's not even there anymore, but if you guys know Vancouver, Canada, like Granville Street is chaos. It's just bars, like shows, drunk people every weekend. And I worked weekend nights. It was awful. It was the most disgusting place I've ever, it was, uh, uh, oh, it wasn't good. Anyway, it was a job, didn't matter. And then I worked at a juice store and that was okay. And then I worked at a smoothie store. I don't know what is up with me in like beverage jobs, healthy beverage jobs. I don't know why that was a thing, but that's just like where I felt called to. I don't know. Kind of interesting, right? I could never do a bar job simply because I don't like to stay up late and I think I'd lose my mind. It's just not, I'm a wellness girly. Okay. I'm not really a party girly, even though I kind of am. I definitely have that side. I don't know. This is just where I felt called. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So these are all the little places I went to. And all of these jobs that I had, none of them were like forever jobs, right? And I knew that. I'm in school. I'm a student. They were part-time jobs. I wanted the extra cash. I want to put away some to savings, whatever. Even though they were never my forever job and I don't want to go start a franchise or build up the company and like all these things, I always showed up like I owned the place in a good way, not in like a bossy way, but in like, I'm going to show up for the shift early. I'm going to do all the tasks. I'm going to have a smile on my face. You are going to get the best customer service. I'm going to have fun with my employees. I always knew that. And I think my parents were like teaching me this, I guess, because I always saw them. Not that I saw them at work, but you know, I never, somehow they taught me to I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. Show up happy at work. Like regardless of where you are, wherever you are, there you are. All right. That's the saying. Okay. My mom says it all the time. Wherever you are, there you are. And it's like, to me, the way I interpret that is you being miserable going to a job that you don't like is only going to make it worse for you. And if you're miserable there, anywhere you go, you will be miserable. You will bring that energy and you are only hurting yourself. Okay. I knew, you know, I'm going to make this a good time. I don't want to be here. (laughs) I want to get through these eight hours. Like I want to get it done. I can't wait for my break. I want to go home, but I'm going to show up and just do my absolute best and enjoy myself. Nonetheless, I think that reason alone with all these minimum wage part-time jobs that I had helped me tremendously in my day and age. Now I'm 26. Now I graduated in 2020 right, it's 2024, so that was like four years ago, I run a business now, I work for myself completely full-time, but I know that there's things during those jobs and those seasons of my life that have set me up to allow me to be successful now, which we will, of course, get into, so uh, that's the first thing, you guys, you might be in a place that you despise, that you don't like, you don't feel good in, show up with the good energy anyway, go early, stay a little bit late, be willing to do that little extra. Like, obviously everyone's going to benefit from that. The company, your boss will be happy. You'll probably get a raise, but you are just going to feel better. And you guys, you never know who you're going to cross paths with. 
You never know who you're going to serve, who that customer is, what connections you can make. This is really important also, all right? Anyway, so I found network marketing, which is where I decided to start my business within this profession. I found it on Instagram in my third year of university. And long story short, I had a gut feeling. I was like, I need to pursue this business for a little extra money. If it goes off, it goes off great. But I I need to do this. Like I just had that gut feeling. I don't know how else to explain it. I could feel it that I needed to take it on. And I'm so glad, like with all the fears, with all the hesitations that I had, the what ifs, what if it doesn't work? What if this, what if that? I'm so busy, I don't know. I decided to do it anyway. I'm so grateful. So I started my business and then grew from there. And yeah, we'll get into all these things. But that's kind of what my job history looked like. School, I want to talk about this a little bit because I think this has a lot to do with why I started to succeed in business. And I think I, I like to share these things because it's so helpful, you guys, to know. Like if you've been following me on social media and you've watched my journey and you've watched my success and I grew quite quickly in my first year of business, which isn't always what's typical in business, I love to hear the stories of people before business what was your life like before business who were you what why are you the way that you are I love to learn people's stories and I think this pivotal point in my high school life helped me again tremendously in my entrepreneurial life now so when I was in school and I feel like this is kind of a universal thing but typically like entrepreneurs aren't very good in school right you're like don't like being told what to do. You're following a structure and you're just like not about it, not into it. Your mind's not there. You're, you have to sit there for like an hour at a time listening to something you have zero interest in and you will never use again. Like school is crazy. And that was me. I didn't get the best grades. My brother, I remember he was always getting honors. He's like so smart. And I was like, wait, why didn't I get that gene? Like why, why do I not care? Why do I hate studying? Why do I literally, I just want to slide through just to get it done because I like have to, right? I did not enjoy school at all. And I actually left public school after grade 10. So I know it's kind of different where everyone's from, but grade 10, grade 11, grade 12, that was high school for me, okay? So my first year of high school, I was over it. I was like, I literally hate this like this is such a waste of time and I think at that point I really realized like that was my thing is this is a waste of time there's so many other things I could be doing I could be working more hours while finishing school in a more productive way so I went to a school that you do the schooling by correspondence which is kind of like online classes and there was a little tiny school for correspondence called next step in my small town and you know this is usually where like the troubled kids went, which was the whole kind of stigma in my city, my town, whatever. It's like, that's where the kids who struggled with, you know, drug abuse or teen moms or like, it just wasn't looked at in a really positive light at the time. And I was like, I want to go there. (laughs) And everyone's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I want to go there. Like, I really want to go to that school. That school is so smart because There's one teacher for each subject. You can go into the school. It's one big room. They have a kitchen. You can grab food whenever you want. Everyone's so nice and like, it's like a little family. I'm like, great. But you do schooling whenever you want. So a lot of people went there and stayed there all day, but you don't have to. I would go for two hours a day to write a test, to ask my teacher a question if I was stuck on something, 
take my books and go home and do my work at home and do it wherever I wanted. And school that was like a 10 hour day, an eight, 10 hour day, whatever, turned into three hours, four hours sometimes. That made way more sense to me. I'm not wasting time like watching movies in class or whatever. I could work on my own time. And that was the best. I loved it. And again, this was a point in my life where I went against the grain. My friends were like, what's going on, Amy? Like, what? You don't need to go to that school. You're not like the type of person to go to that school. I'm like, I literally don't care. That school is so much smarter the way it is set up. Decided to go. My brother came with me. My girlfriends came with me. We all ended up going to that school together. So it was actually really fun as well and started to kind of change that stigma around a little bit. Like showing other people like, no, anyone can go to the school. It was such a good time. And then, yeah, so that was that. I enjoyed university a little bit more because I could choose my own classes. I can kind of schedule it a little bit better. And I also went for something I loved. So I went to school for dance, of course, dance major in ballet and contemporary dance. And so I was around all the arts kids, right? There's the theater, there's the music, there's the this, there's the that, the production, the lights, all the other dancers. It was so fun. And I was in a new city and it was all great. And I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed my classes. I found some lifelong best friends. It was, you know, the typical college university experience where you're, you know, in a new city and you're just figuring it out. And it helped me grow up really quite quickly. And I knew I loved dance, but I knew by like halfway through my major that it is not what I wanted to pursue at all. I was like, I don't want to teach, I don't want to do this as a profession. I loved it, but I could not for the life of me, no matter how bad I wanted to change my mind, I can't imagine going into a dance company and dancing for hours and hours and hours a day and like beating up my body and like I can't travel or there's no freedom. Like I really value location freedom. I didn't realize back then how important location freedom is to me. And this means where your work that you do comes with you wherever you go. So you don't have to go into a physical place or a store or a dance company or anywhere to work. You can just make money from anywhere. I can live wherever I want and it can travel whenever, wherever I want to and still build my business and earn an income. This is when I realized, I was like, okay, I can't do it. And if I can't do it because I just don't wanna be stuck somewhere, I can't do any job because they just don't offer things like this. Anyway, so. It took me many years of working different jobs to find my way and I found my business that I align with so, so, so much, but I'm still adding layers onto that. Now, because I have a business that does offer location freedom and I've built it to a certain point where it's flowing and growing regardless of you know, me always being there to drive it. Like when I was brand new, I'm driving it. Like I am driving it and now it's kind of driving, rising with me. I'm still adding on different things to really fulfill my life and my purpose and the things I want to do. So I want to get into that a little bit now. So yeah, within my business, I have that freedom to work for myself. I create my life, not creating someone else's like I was when I was in other jobs. And I'm excited to continue to develop my vision and pursue more things. And since I started my business, so I started in that third year And I started to do it alongside university and two other jobs that I was working at the time. I made it a priority within my crazy schedule. I didn't quit school. I didn't right away quit my jobs. And I think this is important to hear because people start a business and they're like, I'm quitting my job. I'm just going all in. It was like, I waited until I was earning 
more in my business than my other two jobs to then quit. Okay. I wasn't just like throwing it away. I was like, let's build this alongside it. That also was so good for me because it taught me I can do it all. Like if I really put my mind to something and I put my mind into the things I want to get done, I can do it all. And that was great for me, for my mindset and to do, even though it was so busy, it was so much fun. So quit my jobs, whatever, continue to finish up my degree while I continued to grow my business and use that extra time that was no longer being spent in those other jobs. I built my business with it. And then I graduated in 2020. At this point, I'm the top 2% of my network marketing company. And I'm like, let's go. 2020 happened. That is the uh, year that I graduated university. So like my last month of school was all online, which was so silly because how do you do a dance class online and like get graded for it? Like it just doesn't really make sense. So that was interesting, but I was so grateful that I had built this business. I'm like, great, I'm just going to do this from my apartment, whatever the world did what the world did. That was super interesting. We don't need to get into it. But after that, I started to explore. Like I started to embrace my location freedom and being able to travel whenever I wanted to. So I started to see the world a lot more, which was so much fun and just really embraced the idea of working for myself and like, okay, I'm the boss of me. Let's boss me around. Like, let's build this business. Let's get creative. And I also started to explore other jobs or just other passions. So this is when I started, I was like, I want to go get certified in Pilates, right? I loved doing Pilates. I loved going to Pilates classes. I got really interested in reformer Pilates. That's still like such a deep passion of mine. And I want to start teaching again soon. I'm just looking around the city of Chicago to see where, who wants a Pilates teacher? Like it'd be so fun. But again, I love my location freedom. So it's like, it's a very part-time thing. Like usually when I have taught in the past, I'll teach two, maybe three classes a week usually all on the same day. So I'm not like spreading myself out everywhere, but it's nice because you can really decide like, yeah, this is my schedule. This is when I'd want to work. This is when I can sub, like whatever. Anyway, so I went and got certified in Matt Pilates, Reformer Pilates. I started teaching in studios where I had connections with friends and like, it was so fun. And that allowed me to fulfill, you know, I have my online business and then I could fulfill my love of movement and helping other people enjoy movement and get stronger and see that progress. Like that really brought me a lot of joy. And you know, it's interesting, like I've thought of teaching online. What if I just did YouTube classes? But I would hate that, to be quite honest. At this point in my life, maybe I'll do it one day, but right now I think of doing that and I would not enjoy spending my time doing that because I like being in person for classes. That's the only way right now that I really like to teach is when I'm one-on-one, I can help modify it for you. I can correct you. Like that's where I like to teach. So I know that about myself. Okay, great. Cause I've done some like virtual Pilates classes and it's okay, but it's not, I'm missing the connection point. Anyway, I also started to take acting classes. I was like, fun, like whatever. I'm in Vancouver. There's a huge film scene here. Like whatever. Like I'm just going to go to some acting classes and have fun. And I was in a room with a bunch of strangers all different backgrounds and demographics and we're all there to like ages and we're all there together just fooling around and acting and you know you play games and it's such like the world of an actor it's so interesting it really brings out that childlike 
playfulness within you and it allows you to explore different emotions and different stories and I remember going into acting class it's like three hours at a time and I felt like I was on a different universe like it takes you so out of your head it's like meditative that's the best way I can explain it because I need to focus I need to learn my lines and I need to get into the story so meditative I'm out of my body for like the whole three hours and I leave and feel so refreshed and like whoa like that was crazy Anyway, realized I really, really, really enjoyed practicing acting and then, you know, continuing that with, you know, getting an agent. Okay, let's start to audition, things like that, which I'm also getting back into as well, which has been so fun and just brings out, yeah, the best word I can think of is like playfulness and creativity and art. Like in a way, it's similar to dance. It reminds me of dance a lot because... The script is like the choreo and then you get to perform it. And I don't know. It just has that effect. So fun. I'm, I don't want to say I'm horrible at it. I think I'm getting better, but it's new, right? It's like something I need to practice if I want to get better. So that's just been so fun. And these are things I would have never explored you guys if I had stayed in a job that I didn't like, but because I started a business and took a chance on me and started to pursue things that I actually wanted to and spend my time there, I've been able to add these layers to my life of like jobs or passions or classes that I love, that I'm genuinely so excited to go to and to attend and to do. And it's just been so much fun. And then there's other things like podcasting, this podcast, I don't get paid a penny from this podcast, okay? I could, maybe one day I will. We're coming up to a year of this podcast next month and that has me genuinely so confused i'm like wait like how but uh, i knew i'm like okay i'm gonna give this a go and we'll see if it you know continues and you guys love it which i'm like yes let's freaking go like i love it as well and it's so fun for me to talk i'm like okay this is interesting i'm doing this as a passion project i'm not getting paid i love it as a platform to give extra value i feel like i'm connecting with my audience on a much 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 deeper level than before I'm like, okay, I obviously love to talk. Like maybe there's other talking things I want to do. Maybe I want to be a public speaker. Maybe I want to do blah, 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 blah. I don't know, right? But I hope you guys see what I'm saying where I'm tapping into different things, ideas that I've had in my mind. I'm like, that'd be cool. Oh, that'd be interesting. Oh, I feel like I'd like that. And then I Google it. I'm like, Google a class. How do I create this? How do I make this? How much does this cost? Okay, budget. Okay, start okay like I'm taking step by step one foot in front of the other to pursue these other things okay another thing this one's not really a job but more of a future investment so real estate investments I was able to invest in my first real estate property a few years ago a pre-sale so it's finally coming to a close this year yay (laughs) like it's been a hot minute and that's really cool because that again it's not a job it's not something that's like Uh, it's just not the same as the other ones, but it is a future long-term investment for, you know, my future family. Like that's what I think of when I'm thinking of like bigger investments like that, things that cost a little bit more, things that take, you know, it's a bigger risk, whatever. I'm like, this is for my future family. Like I love to focus on that aspect as well. I make that a priority too. It's something I've been saving for since I was 14 working at Canadian Tire, to be quite honest, that's when I started to save my first down payment. So that was huge. And it's like allowing myself to say yes to these things and to step into the direction of where I feel pulled, 
And I'm not going into the direction of like, oh, I'm just going to go get, you know, a restaurant job or a bar job because I feel like I have to. I need money. I have to do this. It's like I'd rather pursue something I genuinely love first. And of course, you guys, I get it. There's going to be situations where it's like, no, like I need a job. I need money. It's crunch time. I can't pay my rent this month. Like I know there's going to be times like that for people, but I hope you're getting the understanding of this and the idea of this is to let yourself explore what you are actually passionate about and what actually lights you up even if you'll suck at it even if it's not in quotations like on brand for you normally you know like allow yourself to expand out because it's going to make you happier okay and i need to say this as well when you are starting a business this is important Okay, for my people who just started their business or you've been in business for a few years, you're like, my mind's everywhere. I don't know, should I do more? Focus only on your business alongside like your job, your nine to five, whether you love your career or you hate your career, it doesn't matter. I really do believe that you should make your business a top priority alongside that job. Obviously, you need to pay bills. You need to be responsible to an extent, right? Like, But don't try a hand at multiple businesses at once. Where I see it crash and burn when people start a business and then they start another business next week and then they're adding this on next week and then they're adding this on. None of them reaches success at any level really. Maybe like a little bit in each or a little bit more in this one, not in that one. But if you focus, you guys, you find that business that speaks to you, that is for you, that aligns with you and you're like, yes, I'm all in. This is, there's no plan B. This is it. Like I'm doing this. And you go all in, both feet in, dive the heck in and you go build that business up, you guys. And then once it's a a nice flow, a stream of income, the systems are working, it's happening. You feel like you've got it. Maybe not mastered, maybe mastered, but maybe not, right? I don't think I had my business mastered in the slightest. But I was like, no, this is running. Like there's money coming in. Okay, great. And then start to expand. I didn't start to go to acting classes or go get certified in Pilates or start my podcast or blah, 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 or (laughs) invest in real estate until I was at the top 2% of my company. Okay. Or some people wait till they've made their first million in their business and then they go and invest and start to put that money in places or start to branch out. Okay. That is where like they say, you know, millionaires have multiple streams of income. They go make that first million first or they go and succeed in one place in that one core business first and then they start to expand out into other streams of income. I just think that's so important because I know it can be tempting. There's so much online and there's so much, so many shiny things like everywhere. You're like, "Ah, I need to do this and this and this. It's like, sure, like some people that might work for you if you're like, what is it? uh manifesting manifesting generator or something i don't know exactly which human design it is that thrives in that um uh, but it's not a lot of us okay so it's good to just focus on the thing alongside your job that's what you're focused on and then start to expand okay number two not that all being number one number two you need to learn what lights you up and what doesn't and listen to your gut so that's kind of been the theme of this and me showing you guys like how I listened to my gut and how I went towards the things that light me up and listening to your gut. And I've already said this, like hating your job is important to experience. I really do think. I think 
if you don't have that struggle, if you don't have that like, ugh, like that struggle, I think the struggle is such an important piece of finding out who you really are and finding out what you really do enjoy to do and allow you to experience any level of success because if you don't know what it's like to struggle, there's no reason to pursue success. Does that make sense? And you, you need to learn about what you don't want. It's like love and hate, black and white, day and night, whatever, whatever. You need to learn what you don't like, what you're like, oh, no, this doesn't feel good. Or even me and my dance major, I loved dance, but I had a very clear moment of like, I don't want to do this full time. I don't want this to be my job. I don't. I didn't know what I wanted to be my job. And that sent me through a spiral. I'm like, oh my God, I need to change my major. Oh my God, I need to do this. I'm having a panic attack. I'm freaking out. It gave me so much stress. So if you're experiencing that at any extent right now, okay, it's normal. It's okay. And you're going to get through it. You don't need to know exactly what it is that you want. You just need to say yes to the next thing. Say yes to that thing. Oh, an opportunity comes up. Okay, go through it and see how it is. Try it on for size. Give it a go. You might hate it. You might love it. Both are equally valuable for you to know because then you know what you don't want or you know what is bringing you in the direction of what you actually do want. Okay. You are meant to evolve and grow in this human experience. You're allowed to have that. You have permission to do that. It doesn't mean you're failing or you're behind. Oh my gosh. Everyone thinks they are so behind. I read the statistic once. I do not have exactly what the statistic was, but it was just like, you know, people at the age of uh, 45 are, you know, the average age of successful businesses are the age 45 or the average age of this is like the age 57 and like, None of the ages were 20. None of the average ages of any success ever were 20 or even 30. Like it's all 40, 50 and up. And like that's when people hit the jackpot or they, you know, find their passion or pursue it or hit that level of success. So everyone just needs to calm down and not be in such a rush. Be urgent and excited and on fire, but know you're never left behind because there's no one you're in competition against other than yourself other than building yourself and growing yourself, but that's it. It's your own lane, baby. Tap into what gives you excitement and like butterflies, the things that make you lose track of time, the things that you can't wait to get back to and to work on. I also heard the same ones that's like, you know, an entrepreneur, no, 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 an employee, you know, when an employee's working, t- typically, not everyone, okay? I know some of you love your jobs and that's amazing. Some of you hate them. That's also, that's okay. You know, like it's fine. But so you guys will be able to relate to this. An employee typically is at work and they can't wait for their next break. This was me personally. This was me. Cannot wait for my next break. Get me on break. I'm exhausted. And then an entrepreneur, when they're on break, they're itching to get back to work. It's like hard for them to take a break because they're so excited to like do the next thing. This is me to a freaking T. Like I... I get annoyed with weekends lately. Like I'm finding myself, this probably isn't healthy. I'll get like back into it, but I get annoyed with weekends. Like I, you know, don't go and do my workout classes. I'm not doing as much as a structured work day. Like I'm obviously still working and doing things because it's just such a molded part of my lifestyle now. Like it, it just really flows, which is great. But 
it is, I love like my weekdays. I love my little work structure. Like I love it. It brings me joy. I feel like I'm in flow. Like it's so interesting. I prefer that because I used to be the girl who would wait and just dream of Friday night and Saturday and Sunday morning and then dread like Sunday night. And I just remember that so freaking clear. So it's interesting. Like that's pretty standard. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you could probably relate. If you're an employee, you can probably relate, right? Like you can feel that difference. You guys need to get into the type of work that you cannot wait to get back to and that brings you joy. Is it always going to be sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops? Even as an entrepreneur, there's going to be hard days. There's going to be setbacks and obstacles and challenges and hard days. But I would take the hardest day in my business yet. And that would still exceed my best day working at a job. Because it's it's my business. It's my life. I have 100% control. It's my, yeah, it's a challenge. It's a crappy day, whatever. But it's always temporary. And I'm still doing something for myself to move myself and my life forward. It's completely different than working for someone else or being stuck in a place and not, uh, you're not in control. Okay, and the number three, what were the other numbers? What did I name these? Oh yeah, it's not an overnight discovery. It's number one. Number two is you need to learn what lights you up and what doesn't. Number three is don't let society lead you into your career. Don't chase the status. Don't chase the money. You could be doctor whatever and hate your life okay and you have the coolest status or like lawyer what like i don't know whatever the cool jobs are whatever a cool job is to you it could sound cool to you and to society and to your parents and da 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 but if you hate what you do for like 50 percent or more of your day every single day for the rest of your life is it worth it Really, like, is the title worth it? Is that something that's worth it? Like, don't chase the status. Don't chase the money. That's the thing, too. Google. Have you guys ever Googled what's the highest paying career? And then you're like, how do I how do I apply? How do I start? And then you realize it's like a million dollars to get an education in it. Like, don't chase those things, you guys. It will let you down. You'll be slaving away for money, working so much in something you don't even like, making loads of money with no time in your day to ever spend it. It doesn't come with you in the grave, my friends. We know this, okay? You can have separate dreams. Or sorry, what is my notes? Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have your dreams be separate from your parents, friends, society, whatever. You might not see eye to eye. Your parents might not understand what it is that you're doing. Your friends might probably won't understand what you're doing. If you're really pursuing something that's really, really true to you, it probably will be different from what is true to your friends or what you know, you've been around for so many years or for so long, they probably won't understand. That's okay. And can actually be a really, really good sign that you are actually stepping into your truest, most authentic, highest version of yourself and starting to say yes to things that you actually really love. Because it wouldn't come up. It wouldn't be on your heart. It wouldn't be a thought of yours if it wasn't true to you. So this is just me giving you permission that that's okay and you get to pursue that. Okay. I really don't want you ending up miserable, sad, like, oh, I should have pursued this. I should have done that. And now I'm stuck or too scared or whatever. Like your personal 
life and like your work life, your, your life's work and your purpose should be a very personal thing to you. And you will find yourself so happy. And when you start to pursue that and step into that and get excited and find so much joy in it, the people around you are going to notice. And it's that energy that they feel from you that will allow them to start to support you. And if they don't, trust me, oh my goodness, trust me, you will find people in your creative space, in your new life's work, in that place, in that business that are going to be so in alignment with your vision. Like guys, when I started my business, so many people didn't get it. I got judgment. I got messages. I got, oh my God, don't do that. Oh my God, it's not going to work. And I grew thick skin real quick. And I was like, I am pretty used to going against the grain by this point. I'm going to do it because I just feel it. Like I would be so dumb to give into your opinions. I don't even want to do what you do. Why would I listen to your opinions about work when I would never want to do the work that you do? Like it just doesn't make sense to me. So I pursued it anyway. And oh my goodness, the friends, the people, the soulmates, really, truly, the people who've come into my life from all different areas and places from me pursuing my business, whether it's they're a part of my business, they're a part of my company, they're a part of my team, or they're a connection because of somewhere I traveled because I'm with my business, right? Like it can come from so many different places and it's so magical and it's so much more fulfilling than I could have imagined. Like, anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. You guys, that is the episode this week. If you are, oh, I just got a flag. Oh, my phone's telling me that's enough. (laughs) We're done talking. If you got value from this episode, please take a screenshot, post it on your Instagrams, share it with your friends, share it with your everybody and tag me at coaching call podcast on instagram or you can tag me personally at it's amy griffith or you know a little bit of both if you're feeling like really giving today i really appreciate you guys listening i'm so glad you've gotten so much value from these episodes it makes me so happy we are almost at fifty thousand plays which i'm screaming i'm like this is crazy and this year I have a goal to hit 100,000 plays because that just means more people listening, getting value, benefiting from this. And I hope taking action based off of the things you're learning in these episodes, that is the greatest gift that you can give me is to really pursue it. And if you guys have been, let me know, like send me a message. I love to hear your feedback and have a conversation with you about it. It makes me so freaking happy to hear that these are helping you. Like there's really nothing better. So I'm so grateful for every single one of you. And... Yeah, I will chat with you on the next episode.